You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 15th of July, halfway through the halfway month. And uh, this is Jim from Digital Always and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Dave, welcome back. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I took a couple weeks off and, uh, well, enjoyed some biking and stuff like that. But, you know, all good things must come to an end. And now new good things begin, and I'm back on the air and done with my vacation. Well, just to refresh the listeners, this isn't any kind of, like, biking. Like, you, a, a child welfare should be informed about this. You take your kids <laughs> to the top of a, a bloody mountain, like Whistler, where they, where they hold, like, the Olympics... And put them on mountain bikes, and what do you, you like push them or something? And then, and then you, you just, guys just, you like, just ride down push the hill. Them and go, you know what? It's only uh, it's only twenty feet down on this side, nineteen feet up on the other. Don't worry, you won't get too much air, and you know, off uh, off they go. Um, sounds cruel, but you you know, the, I've got kids looking like Halo characters on their bikes with all their armor. So, uh, you know, well protected, ton of fun. Um, but uh, a lot of bears this time of year, as it turns out. But they're only black bears, so so not too bad. But managed to get ourselves within about, I don't know, 15, 20 feet of, uh, of a few black bears. So it was neat. Anyways, but that was my vacation. We've got other things to talk about. We do. I, 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 you know what? I'm in awe. Seriously, I, I am in awe of you and your kids for having the uh, the guts to ride down Whistler Mountain on mountain bikes. That's <laughs> insane. But it's amazing. Um, sad news. Well, I guess it was kind of inevitable. Uh, Rusty Brick at SEO Roundtable this morning reports that Yahoo's URL ping server has gone offline. 
boy, David, there's the bear that came looking for him. <laughs> Who knew you could play taps on a Vavula, Vavula Zela? Amazing, George. Amazing. Very talented. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, yeah I mean, that, turned it to the You know, kind of knew it, it, it had to come, but this is kind of like in a weird way, although certainly much, much bigger, um, but, but, but different in a sentimental way, kind of like... Uh, what was it, about a year ago when GeoCities closed their doors, which, of course, had that, you know, sentimental, oh, the, the end of an era um, kind of thing. Of course, of course, this this um, realization or revelation on, on the state of Yahoo. Um, we all knew it had to come. We all know about the deals going on. But at the same time, you're like, well, you know, okay, that's that's the end. I mean, Jim, I know you, you they used to be the big one. Right? <laughs> and now all of a sudden, you know, they're basically closing up their doors and, uh, and admitting defeat and um, other reports of, you know, time being spent on their properties is down and this and that. It's just, you know, the beginning of, of, of kind of the end, and uh, we all knew it had to come, but, but it is kind of sad in a weird kind of sentimental way. Well, you know what's next? Every one of their APIs is going to shut down one by one by one by one by one. If they don't have the ping server up anymore? Yeah. Um, like, Seriously. What new information are they are they getting are they getting about other websites? Um, now you're going to see the APIs close down. You're going to see developers across the web just flip all at the same time. Yep. Yep. I mean, and you know, in that area, it is kind of funny because we all knew it had to come. We know that things are planned. You know, it's sometime in Q4 of this year. So, you know, if developers are overly shocked that this is happening at at this point. They weren't really paying attention, <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, this this had to happen. It makes sense on the timing, but um, yeah, I mean, I view it more from a from a sentimental standpoint, from a logistical standpoint. Yep, that's that's about right. <laughs> now now's about the time, and and you know, things need to move on. And um, I, I'm actually quite optimistic for them, as, as I'm sure you are, um, for what's going to, or not quite optimistic for them, but quite optimistic for um, what is being created, or certainly more optimistic in the. At least there'll be some legs um, able to able to stand as a as another source of traffic against uh, against Google on the search market. So. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Although it's it's funny, like when we were talking about the Yahoo uh, Microsoft deal last year, search was in a very different place than it is this year. You know, search is a lot more mobile. Search is a lot more uh, map-driven, a lot more local-driven. Mm-hmm. And much of this, much of this, is because that's the way Google wants it. I mean, Google's been delivering up results, and um, sixty-eight to sixty-nine percent of North the North American and pretty much global public are eating Google results for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, if Google wants the state of search to go in a certain direction, really, it just has to rejig its its. Uh, search results pages and the energy goes in that direction and it's been going towards mobile it's been going towards uh, towards local and these are areas that the new entity uh, Binya uh, is not as strong in not yet um, but <clears throat> through a few what I consider to be missteps in a weird way on the part of Google um, I, I think they do stand uh, for positioning themselves very, very well. I mean, one just needs to look um, at, say, Apple's, uh, 
you know, loss of, of love of Google um, and the impact that that's going to have as well as, I mean, yes, Android is, is taking off. That was a brilliant move in, in the area of mobile. But if we had, say, Apple um, and we have Windows both competing head-to-head against Android with a, you know, sort of a, a, a the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of, you know, sort of approach to things, they um, could, will they, we'll, we'll see, but they could become a, a formidable um, opponent in the area of mobile search. Um of course, that's going to require a lot of things on the part of Apple. I mean, there's there's definitely some some huge advantages to Android over um, over the Apple um, system. I mean, one just needs to look at the um, the store system going on by Apple and go, okay, there's there's huge disadvantages that Apple is is facing right now in, in becoming um, a legitimate contender against uh, against Android as far as mobile search and, and developing mobile search and, and and the adoption rates. So, anyway, well, so that's that. that and, and, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. Apple, um, Apple got down itself slapped in the face this week because, uh, well, apparently the newest line of iPhones, and I use a BlackBerry, but the newest line of iPhones, um, well, they don't work as well as they're supposed to. As a matter of fact, you don't get good reception on them, even if you're right beside the tower, it seems. There was a design flaw in the Apple in the uh, 4G, or I'm sorry, in the, in the newest Apple iPhones, um, mm-hmm. that, uh, well, seems to be dragging Apple itself through the muck these days. Consumer Reports, for instance, two days ago, refused to recommend it, basically because the unit sucks. Yeah. It's funny because it is such a simple, I mean, you can go to YouTube and find ways to get around this this repair. It's really, really simple. You're just going to have to make your system look a little uglier, um, you know, with, with a bit of tape. But, yeah, there's it, it's a, a basic design flaw in that your hand is actually interfering with the signal. Um, and, and one would think. Just, just hope that through the testing, we, I mean, we all remember the, the, the phone left in the bar and, you know, somebody got it, you know, hey, um, all, all the sneakiness. They were obviously testing this thing. You know they're going to. How this got through, how an engineer didn't figure it out ahead of time that this is going to be a problem, just understanding the basic physics of, of signals and, and, and human interference with, and then how that didn't get picked up in, in uh, you know, in some testing, like that somebody didn't realize this, um, is... It, it kind of boggles my mind that this didn't I mean, such a fundamental thing, right? I mean, this is signal. You need this for the entire device to work. So how this, of all things, didn't get picked up? I can understand little features eking through that, you know, got kind of screwed up, like the bars, right? Where you know you find out that the the, the bars being recorded for signal are a little off or something. But when it's actually the signal, <laughs> that that becomes a totally different thing. I, I think this is a big black eye for for Apple to to miss out on such a fundamental aspect of of their technology. Well, it's it's a rare misstep. Um, And a lot of Apple users are calling for a recall. That's probably not going to happen, given the expense of of such a recall. But, um, you know, I think if the Apple users keep the pressure on, you'll see Apple make it up to them somehow. Uh, yeah, I can only imagine that they will come part. up with, you know, so, so they may not be able to recall the devices, but give out free cases that help, you know, sort of alleviate the woes and, you know, give them a, a credit in the Apple store or something that's, you know, fairly low cost to them, right? Like Google giving you free credits through uh, um, through the AdWords program or something like that. Um, 
you know, they, they can certainly get around it in those uh, in those sort of mechanisms and, and sort of come through. The fact of the matter is, I, I do, I mean, I have a, uh, an iPhone. I love the thing. I do, like, this was a, a stupid thing. But when my, uh, when I'm done with the phone that I have now and I'm needing to select a new phone, will I take a good look at Apple? Yep, I've been really happy with my right, and I mean, I think Apple has has locked down users like that as they create a really easy to use, good, solid environment. I've you worked on Blackberries, you know, no, I know you have one. I'm sure you love it, but I don't like them compared to what I have. Um, so you know, they they've done a good job of, of locking down their users like that. So stupid misstep, it's give them a black eye. Definitely in the short term, it's going to hurt their profits, but I think they can. Um, they can get around it, but they're going to have to fix it, fix it fast, and, and appease the people who were early adopters, because those are not the people you want to kick off. Indeed. Indeed. You know, I'd, I had a great... Oh, yeah. I know what my rejoiner was. I wish somebody would give me a rebate on, like, cell phone fees. So I just got my bill from Rogers, eh? I went down to um, AFCON 2010 uh, Webmaster Radio's conference in Denver. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So... There I am, four days in Denver. It's not really that far away if you think about it. I mean, like, Tear Del Fuego's further. And, like, so I use my phone more sparingly, but I still use my phone because, like, you have to, right? Yeah. And I got a $970 phone bill the other day. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say you did not call your friends at Rogers before traveling down. (laughs) Set up a different package. Is that... uh up there, yeah, they, they rake you across the coals, don't they? Yes, they do. Uh, I wish somebody would give oh, yeah, me a very nice rebate. Rogers if anybody from Rogers is listening, when your salesperson thing. told me that you'd sense my phone was in the States and we just knock into that new plan, it didn't happen. No, but that'd be handy. Well, no, they, they, they can do that now, though. Oh, of course a they sales can. guy actually, when I got this new plan, the guy on the phone told me. Because I asked him about that. It's like, come on, you guys you guys are going to, like, you know, put me over a barrel when I, like, you know, do roaming charges or something. He's like, no, sir. We sense that you're out of the country. And we just, you know, flick you over to a, to a U.S. data plan. Huh. That's right. They don't. Anyway. Quick draw on that button, George. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a, another note for, you know, Canadian SEOs. Um... Canadian data rate plans, man, they are pushing us backwards. Our European and American cousins are racing forwards in technology and in knowledge and in, in you know, innovative thinking because they get to use these features all the time, and we're skating sideways. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's, it's very true. It is holding us back. And, I mean, I think there's, there's certain people that, you know, have, have you know, certain advantages uh, to, to speak of or um, who are SEOs or who are in marketing that need them. I mean, I consider myself, you know, I need to have a data plan. I need to be able to access these these sort of things. Um, so, you know, at, at the, the upper level of, of technology users, um, I don't think it's hindering this level too much. I mean, you know, you can afford it. You went down and, and, and ate up this bill, and I'm sure you used your data while you were there, and I'm sure you use your data plan whenever you need to um, while you're at home. But I think sure. one of the big, big, big problems it's creating is that people like my sister or people like, you know, I mean, just, just the average person would look at that and go, well, you know, 
screw it, it's not worth you know whatever eighty bucks a month um, to be able to to access it. Oh, it's it's including five hundred megs. Well, I don't really know what five hundred megs is, and I mean, without actually you know. Why do I want to answer my email while I'm on the road and not even giving it a try? Now, I now couldn't live without it. <laughs> but before I had it, it was like, yeah, you know, okay, whatever. I, I might use it a little bit. You know, two days later, I was using it, you know, probably two hours a day or something. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think it is hurting our, our adoption rate at the average user level, and that's, that's going to really kick us in the butt um, long term. Oh, certainly. I mean, like, a lot of my practice as an independent SEO is moving to uh, think mobile. Everything I'm designing now is I'm thinking about mobile, and that's it. Yep. It has to look good on the web because that's where my clients are looking at it, but my clients' clients, I'm assuming that increasingly they're looking at it through a mobile device. They're looking for information while on the go. Yep. Um, except for Canadian clients. I'm not going to make that assumption for a Canadian retail client. Um, which is too bad. I mean, that's like, you know, that and the use of uh, QR codes, and you've got major sales. Yeah, no, it's, it's very true, and that, that is where it's hurting us. And I, I feel sorry for the Canadian consumer as well, because it is also, I mean, just taking the marketing side out, it is handy. <laughs> like, I love the, okay, you know, I don't actually quite know where I am, right? And I've got, uh, you know, on, on my iPhone, I've got the application around me. No, no tout for them in there, but that's, you know, that's why I down in Seattle, need an electronics store. I mean, I needed to buy a mic last time I was down there to do the radio show. You punch in an electronics store and do it, and there it is, right? I mean, it, it, it's a fantastic capability that allows you to, to, to do so much more, as, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners and, and yourself are aware. Um, and as, as Canadians, a lot of us end up missing out on it because um, of the cost of, of data plans. It's, it's, it's really kind of silly. Um, and I think we've got we've to catch up with the rest of the world in... Um, in this one area. Uh, of course, as you know, the Canadian government is allowing um, more competition in, into the field and international competition into our field, which has, I think, caused a lot of our problems in the past, is keeping it, you know, this, this belief that we need to keep our, our systems Canadian, um, allowing international competition into the field where they do have cheaper rates. They are fighting for that. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure you remember when, uh, when one company had a monopoly on our long distance. Well, you're paying, you know, 30, 40, 50 cents a minute to talk in Canada to somebody else who just happens to not be in your city as soon as the competition went out there. You know, now we're paying, you know, whatever, four cents a minute or something. So, um, anyway, so I won't delve on about the Canadian woes uh, any further. Um, well, I'm going to be down in uh, California from August 15th to the 21st. Actually, maybe a bit longer because I have to trip down to San Diego directly after. Uh, uh, SES San Francisco and Connected Marketing Week, but we'll see what the phone bill's like after I call them up and ream them out, personally, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but, you know, when I'm, when I'm down in California, when I'm, when I'm at SES San Francisco, um, there's so many things to do, so many people to talk to, so many meetings to have, uh, interviews to do. Um, I know Webmaster Radio is going to be at SES San Francisco and, and Connected Marketing Week, um, and... Uh, Wow, it's, we're just going to have so much to do, but it's all going to be phone-driven because everything is, is mobile phone-driven now. Um, okay, we have one more, one more point, then I want to go to break. Um, one, yeah, one more point, then I want to go to break. Uh, remember how we were all writing off the yellow pages? You know, the, the phone books, phone directories, print directories, dinosaur directories, they're all dead because uh, nobody cares anymore? That's, that's, that's correct, yeah. 
According to uh, the, the, the research firm BIA Kelsey, formerly known as the Kelsey Group, within a couple of years, the Yellow Pages are going to derive 40% of their annual earnings from online media, from video, from search engine optimization and search engine marketing services, mobile search services, uh, social media services, and reputation management services. So the Yellow Pages, that big behemoth of a, of a directory, we know they've been moving online, but they've established themselves so, so well that the folks in the yellow capes that uh, they're going to be seeing like, you know, two-fifths of their income coming off the services that um, many people in our industry thought we were displacing them on. Well, it's, it's good to see. I mean, you know, one would hope that the newspapers would, would start to follow, too. You had these, these organizations, as, a, as I know you know, um, that had such fantastic starting points but were just so insistent that their, their way of doing it was right or um, were so locked down into their, their specific mindset. And I do know it's hard to change gears, but um, given their starting point, they were, they were ahead of everybody else in the race. They just didn't move. Um, it was like you know Microsoft deciding uh, you know search isn't isn't really that that big a thing, right? And and it's it's had they gone on at the same time as Google did on board with search, they would have won, but they didn't, and so they lost. Um, you know you have the yellow pages and and newspapers who had all the information, they had the visitors if they wanted them, they had they had everything, and then just didn't adopt fast enough and didn't adapt fast enough rather, um, and then ended up losing ground. It's good to see that okay. You know, you're you're coming around better late than never, um, and 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 starting to to take advantage and and actually utilize the strength that they already had inherently, um, and and carrying that forward. So, uh, you, you hate to see wasted potential, and it's good that they're finally taking advantage of that. Abs- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so yellow pages still sticking around. We, on the other hand, have to go away for a couple of minutes. we got to pay some bills here at webmasterradio.fm. So, friends, listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio, it is the 15th of July, 2010. Stick around. We'll be back with some more news and views after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Hi, this is Joel Kamm. I want to take a moment to tell you about a revolutionary new theme for WordPress that's going to change the way you make websites. It's called the Socrates theme, and it is the number one WordPress product on ClickBank. You can see it in action right now at SocratesTheme.com. The Socrates theme has a ton of options for customizing your site, but what really makes it stand out is the ability to monetize your site instantly just by entering your ClickBank or AdSense IDs right inside the theme. That's right, there's no plugins needed. Go check it out now at SocratesTheme.com. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. The WordPress Community Podcast. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Oh, I miss the XY7 rap. I haven't heard that in weeks. That makes me so sad. Anyway... Uh, where are we going right now? Oh, yeah. This is for, you know, anyone, anyone who's listening. I, I, we got, we got to cover this anyway, even though you all know about it. The coolest social media promotion yet. And, uh, you know, I don't know if anyone's going to be able to beat this. Isaiah Mustafa, the man your man could smell like, and the old spice... Twitter, YouTube phenomena that I, you know, that actually crashed YouTube two days ago. Dave, I, I know you just got exposed to, uh, you, you were on vacation, you, you didn't, you, you missed this, but you just got exposed to um, Isaiah Mustafa and the, uh, the new Old Spice uh, micro personal commercials. What do you think? I'd seen the commercials on TV. I, I saw their brilliance right away. Like I, I thought, fantastic set of commercials. And I knew that because Mary, you know, my wife, <laughs> and very, very funny. Yeah. So, of course, that's exactly what they're trying to do. Um, yeah. like that, is she, she, is she bugging you now? Is she in, like in YouTube you found you know, some of the older commercials. They went, okay, actually, Old Spice has got it down. So I, I appreciated their advertising savvy. Completely missed out on the social media. You use a great word, phenomenon, that they have created. Um, and I'll be honest, it is easily, uh, you know, take, taking aside, you know, the use of, of Twitter and social media, you know, to save lives during, during hurricanes and stuff like that. Taking those aside, but as a pure marketing thing, this is easily the most brilliant and, 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 and best use of social media I think, I think I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, absolutely outstanding. Absolutely outstanding, and, and kudos to the brains over at uh, over at Old Spice that came up with this one uh, to pull that to bring down YouTube. I mean, that's <laughs> okay for that's anyone awesome. who's been living under a rock. Um, really quickly, I'll explain sort of what's been sort of going down. Um, Old Spice has developed a series of commercials in conjunction with uh, the Whedon and Kennedy Agency, their Old Spice's marketing agency, they're using Twitter and Facebook to create real-time, personalized, 10 to 35-second commercials. They've, uh, they've made just, just shy of 100, and they've addressed a number of people. Um, 
Allison, uh, Alyssa Milano, Kevin Rose, Dig founder, um, uh, Biz Stone from uh, from the the founder of Twitter. They even they even addressed one to uh, to uh, you know our friend Lisa Barone, and I think actually. Brasco, do we do do we have that queued up? Uh, the the commercial that was made specifically for Lisa. Tell me when, and I'll play it. Uh, now would be good. Lisa Barone wrote, "You keep running your boring marketing campaign. Old Spice will keep bringing down YouTube with theirs." Lisa, I'm not sure if you mean I'm crashing YouTube servers, or if I'm bringing everyone down on YouTube. If it's the latter, it saddens me deeply to know that I'm bringing everyone down. I was hoping to bring smiles to faces, high fives to hands, and belly laughs to man and women bellies worldwide. Maybe I should figure out how to give some of these blooms or U.S. money bills to YouTube. Everyone knows that money solves all the world's problems. And although rap songs have proven that it also causes mo problems, they also bring smiles to children's faces in the form of material goods. If it's the former, then I say thank you, Lisa Barone. I love you. There you go, folks. So Isaiah Mustafa has professed his love for Lisa Brown. Um, so you know, most, of, most of the newbie crew, sorry guys, too late. Isaiah Isaiah Mustafa won. You probably don't smell like him anyway. Um, so yeah, he took this line of commercials was so popular. It crashed YouTube on Tuesday. This, so these guys. They're, they're receiving tweets. tweets. Tweets are coming in to um, either at Old Spice or at Isaiah Mustafa. They run a warehouse in San Francisco. A couple of social media experts, a couple of geeks, and a number of writers. And as the tweets come in, the, uh, the social media experts and the writers identi- identify the most creative and interesting ones. And then the social media experts go off and they do an analysis on how influential the tweeters are. They pull these commercials, they, they select the ones that they want to do responses to, the writers go and they write up a quick script, and Isaiah Mustafa, the, the man that your man could smell like, records the commercial, and this happens within like 10 to 15 minutes of the tweet appearing on Mustafa or uh, Old Spice's uh, a Twitter roll. So what well, they accomplished... Mean, the thing that I... I, mean, I... I love everything about this, but I mean, just to, to, to really put it in perspective, we all know, you know, sort of what that, that cost, or we, we have a rough idea of what that cost would be. Um, it would be fairly, fairly high, but, but moderate. I mean, you, you need to keep him on, you know, 24-7 pretty much. You know, he, he needs to be on full-time. You need the recording staff on full-time. You need writers on full-time. I mean, you're, we're dealing with a, with a fairly significant cost there. But as a, a net effect... We can imagine how many visitors, say, YouTube gets in a day. Let's just say globally. When I go to YouTube.com, just to their homepage, I can hit refresh as many times as I want. It appears that the minimum number of times the video is being watched right above the top, two out of the four in, in, a, in the worst-case scenario are old spice ads. I mean, the, 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 the brand awareness they are getting, all you need to do is just go to YouTube, and every visitor going to YouTube is going to see two pictures of this guy standing in front of a shower with his shirt off, um, being brand, and we all know him because they've been running these ads, you know, well, you know, in high rotation. We immediately know, I mean, Old Spice is getting branding on one of the most 
arguably, you know, other than Google, the most popular um, of, of websites, and, and certainly from an entertainment standpoint, um, just the, the the net effect of this on on the brand Old Spice is it probably surpasses any individual initiative I've seen, certainly in recent history. I mean, you know, since since you know ET uh, sort of thing. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's absolutely fantastic. I don't I don't really have words for it. The, the, it's such a simple concept. Uh, let's just make it it personalized and and create personalized re- results. You know, have some writers sitting there writing up a quick thing. Have him do it quickly, uh, and and we'll see the effect. I mean, it's it's such a simple concept done brilliantly well with a brilliant marketing campaign in in the back end, so that people are wanting to be driven there because they did such a good job on the actual ads themselves. Uh, and, and and it's just created such an enormous buzz. It, it, it's, it's I mean you know you know kudos. I I, I, I could not have have developed um, you know su- such a brilliant campaign certainly. Um, and, and and the company that does it is certainly earned <laughs> earned their keep. I mean to get that kind of branding on the homepage of YouTube you know, constantly for days is is, is brilliant. At the beginning. At the beginning of this week, Dave, I was extremely excited about the uh, the new business I'm launching in a couple of weeks. But the truth is, um, I don't. I, to my uh, to my new partners, guys, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to work for Whedon and Kennedy. That's the ad agency that made this happen. Um, I want to talk to these guys like really badly because uh, these are the most creative. These are the most creative guys, most creative agency I've seen using social media. Yeah. There's be a hell of a lot to learn hanging around in that office. Although the truth is, I'd rather start my own new business, which I'll announce in a couple of weeks. I'm not quite ready to yet, but it's going to be exciting. Um, Good. So anyway, that's it on Isaiah Mustafa, the man your man could smell like, um, and the uh, social media effort, your agency is going to try to, you know, try to beat sometime in the future. And if you can, wow, you're amazing. Um, I guess we should roll into the half-happy, half-sad news. We um, haven't had a chance yet, but uh, to, uh, to Ben and to uh, Yoast and to, um, you know, all of our, all of our friends from uh, northwestern north, uh, Europe. Um, sorry, guys. Didn't work out that way you wanted it to work out and stuff. One of our friends from Spain. Way to go. <laughs> yes, this was just a ploy to introduce Brasco's new toy, Brasco's very own Vavulazela. Well, actually, oh, I'll you- start on the car, but I didn't bring it in here yet. I, I, I spent the entire commercial break pr- trying to figure out how to pronounce the word Vavulazela. I mean, didn't even, like, you know, practice playing it. <laughs> wow. Vuvuzela. Vuvuzela. You see? Alan, Alan Blyweiss. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Vavulazela, Alan Blythus. Right. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so to all of our Spanish friends, yo, congratulations, amazing game. To our uh, to our Dutch friends, um, to be honest, I was rooting for you, but you guys played a chippy, ugly game. That wasn't so cool. 
But I guess that was the only thing you could do against the Spaniards, really, because they're amazing. Did you catch any of the World Cup, Dave? I did. Um, I actually only caught the end of the World Cup. I had to motivate my, my children and, and mobilize them to go swimming so that I could watch it on a big screen at the, at the pool because they have a you know, well, big screen TV that they play these, these games on. It's where I was for, for the, the gold medal game at the Olympics as well, uh, the gold medal hockey. And uh, I, I did. I guess I kind of showed up at the right time. I missed the zero to zero part the whole way through, showed up for the overtime. I mean, I, I was cheering for the Dutch too. <laughs> Out of there, I was cheering for the Dutch. Mary was cheering for uh, for for Spain because she's had a soft spot in her heart for for the the Spanish team because of I'll say it because uh, of Morientos, who's no longer with them. But um, you know, I mean, I I know um, you know lesbians who thought he was hot, right? <laughs> uh, attractive gentleman. So um, so, but you know, uh, alas, uh, my team didn't uh, didn't take it, but. Uh, you know, my heart wasn't bleeding too much. Canada didn't even, you know, get get to play. So, you know, I, hey, I, I didn't have to 103 in the world, you know. I think we had a referee there, though. So that was great. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, Canada's ranked 103 in the, in the soccer world right now. So um, our chances of making it to the World Cup are slim until they allow body checking. But I'm telling you, the right. moment they allow full contact soccer, watch out. <laughs> We got a bunch of lumberjacks up here with nothing better to do. Um, so anyway, there was the, the coolest thing for me. I didn't. Wa- I, I watched the World Cup on my big screen, which is like my entire wall. I uh, CBC.ca, same as ESPN in the United States, was running the games live online, so real time online video from uh, from from South Africa. So uh, my screen was my LCD projector. Projecting up against the wall. Ah, oh, that's fun, isn't it? Oh, it's, you know, it's the biggest big screen TV I've ever seen outside of the Sky Dome. Oh, the Sky Dome. That's right. Got you're in Toronto. Toronto well, you know, the cool, the coolest thing about the World Cup is like last weekend when the when the the, the final was on, the cops even stopped beating people to watch the World <laughs> Cup. So it brought world peace. Well, at least at least in in Toronto, yeah. Um, <laughs> Chaos in most of the rest of the world. Um, I did find it interesting too. Um, there were an estimated uh, 6.5 million Canadians watching the final. I thought that was was a really unique thing, just in that traditionally, you know, over here on this side of the pond, we don't really care about soccer. Um, I, I've always loved it, played it a ton as a kid. Always, always really, really enjoyed soccer. Um, and I mean, you have to look at the sports of it and then go, holy cow, like hockey short rink, we've got people jumping in and out of, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, I love hockey, but people jumping in and out, exchanging players constantly, soccer, massive field, running back and forth, and these guys are doing it constantly, like, I don't know if there's a sport that breeds a, a you know, certainly more fit group of individuals than soccer, um, but that we got more interested this year and set records for our for our attendance and, and watching um, at this one. I like it, who knows, maybe, maybe next time one's coming up uh, will be ranked 89th in the world. You know, you never know. <laughs> just possibly. Just possibly. So I'm just quickly looking up the dates of the next thing I want to talk about. I'm really, I'm so proud of these guys. Starting on Monday, starting on Monday in Los Angeles, 
Blue Glass 2010, going from July 19th to the 20th. Um, just trying to figure out exactly where. I wish I could, at the Marina Del Rey Marriott Hotel in California, if anyone is in the Los Angeles area, and you can somehow get tickets or get in to this concert, to this concert, to this uh, to this conference, definitely go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue Glass is, well, I guess it's the amalgamation of um, Search and Social and uh, Ten E Twenty. And um, I mean, it's it's it's, it's a stunning grouping. Um, oh, and I, I I keep Brent, whose uh, whose name I'm gonna mispronounce, is also involved in Blue Glass. It's a, it's a stunning uh, combination. Brent Satoris of extraordinary marketers into one company, and now that again they have their own. Um, conference, Blue Glass 2010 in Los Angeles. Again, it's at the Marina Del Rey, no, Del Rey Marriott. And if you guys can get there, get there. Because it's one of those shows worth being at. Uh, Rand Fishkin, Dave McClure, uh, Ben Ha, Neil Patel, Vanessa Fox, uh, Greg Bozer, etc. <laughs> Definitely. What's, what, what's the broken window? Of glass. glass, I get it. Blue glass. <laughs> I get it. What is, I feel like Darren and Brandy got away and sort of like left you alone to the studio, George? <laughs> no, it's just one of those moods. You're just kind of like setting things up so I can. You brought up blue glass and. I don't know. It just, it just sounded right. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Jennifer, if you're listening. Hit, hit the reset button or something, eh? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just teasing you, Brasco. Just teasing you, bro. I'm having, fun. I'm having a lot of fun with this show. Um, the the last thing I have on my list of stuff that I wanted to bring up was I wanted to give a congratulations to Distilled Media. They've uh, they've come a long way and they've actually just moved, you know, got their own op- well, got a piece of their own office space. They've moved into the SEO, the new SEO Moz office space in Seattle. So, um, Kate and the rest of the distilled crew, congratulations, friends. Fantastic. And, and congratulations, indeed. That's something we're seeing in the market right now, Dave, is amalgamation of a lot of companies. Companies getting together and, uh, you know, um, swapping skills, uh, swapping talents and clients, sharing clients. Are you seeing this in, in your end of the SEO world, or the, the search marketing world, uh, a lot of movement towards bulking up a company? Well, you know, it's, it's, I think it's, it's happening in the, the same way that it kind of always has, where, yeah, you end up with these, these sort of mergers, acquisitions. I mean, these, these happen, heck, even in, in every business. Um, but at the same time, as, you know, there become less companies because there's, there's joining of forces or less companies because some of them are just you know, rightfully failing, um, you, you also end up with new talent coming in and new companies being formed. So, and then with, with essentially the same, you know, amount of, of money in the, in the pool going around, if there was, a, you know, let's say 10 companies of, of ranging uh, you know, levels of prominence today, yes, number one, two, and three may merge, and so now there's only, you know, eight. 
okay, well, two more join in, and, you know, I, I've actually, you know, I've got my thoughts that it, it can actually go poorly if, if done wrong because you end up with the same pool of, of clients. You can merge them all together, but new clients coming in are still going to have the same set of choices, so new incoming clients you may have, uh, you know, net declines because you've now taken, you know, two companies, turned it into one. Yes, your, your client base now may have doubled, but new clients coming in now just read you as one choice in the top ten, and you can have some problems that, with that. But, that um, may well be true. Um, I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Um, I'm feeling this in my life. I've been hit with a number of opportunities that as an independent um, operator, you know, the lone gun SEO, I just I can't handle. Can't take them. Right. They're too large. So the pressure, I'm feeling a great deal of pressure to merge with other companies. Well, see, and in that case, it makes perfect sense because you have business you can't use, right? And, and so that makes perfect sense. I think it, it, it makes sense in the way of, um, you know, I mean, we do predominantly organic. Well, yes, if we were to join forces with, say, a, a, a pay-per-click, you know, a company that specializes exclusively in pay-per-click or um, in design development or something like that, those sort of mergers make some sense to me because it's it's not just a net total effect. But I think when you get a merger of, you know, we're an organic company and you're an organic company, gee, let's join forces so that we can double our, our pool of clients. That can work really, really well at times, especially if it's a, you know, say a smaller company but with a larger budget is basically going, okay, we're just going to, you know, basically buy, you know, your your abilities and everything and, and bring them over to, to give us a kickstart going forward. Okay, from that aspect, I think it makes sense. But from just a merging of, gee, we can be twice as strong together, maybe, but I doubt it. <laughs> right? I don't think you're looking at the same sort of net total effect at the end of the day, but that's, you know, I, I'm sure there's exception. You know, we're getting into the business side of things. It can be done right. It can be done wrong. I wouldn't have predicted, you know, the, uh, the, the old spice results here. So, you know, obviously they did it very, very right. Um, you know, anyways, that's, that's going off on, on some tangents there. Um, something I would like to chat about, if it's, if it's okay, off on, on a slightly different tangent, but I wanted to touch base on it today. We've talked about Canada. Um, we have talked about, you know, using Twitter and, and social media and, and, and basically mass ways of communicating with your target audience. Um, I, you know, I wasn't thinking to do it, but I'm just going to post a link over into our chat room, and for all of our listeners, you should be in our chat room. Um, over on Web Pro News, they released the statistics today, and, and as Canadians, we can be proud. Um, the U.S. remains the top spamming country in the world right now. Um, they're up over, over last year, but... Uh, because of, of, of you know the, the wonderful people here in Canada, actually that's why it's probably because our, our mobile is, is inaccessible to most people. But um, it's 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 Europe that actually is the top spamming uh, continent <laughs> because Canada and, and Mexico aren't aren't quite up there in the in the, in the spamming um, aspects of things. So um, just a weird kind of little little spin on things. It's just over Web Pro News the the. The breakdown in, in statistics, but all spam. Um, the United States now accounts for 15.2 up from 13.1. Um, you know, India only at 7.7. Seven, so who would have thought? Um, you know yeah, what, so Dave, 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 we're, before, before you go on, go on in a moment, but we've got to take a break. We, you know what, we've just done like a half hour without taking a break, and uh, Brasco's mad at us. Okay, big breath. Take a couple minutes. Yeah, here we go. 
Friends, we'll be, we'll be right back. We've got to take a break really quickly here on Webcology. It's uh, July the 15th. Uh, you're listening to Webmaster Radio FM. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEOfox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Market Edge with Larry Weber, Tuesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and on demand inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everybody, welcome back to Webcology here on WebMasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always and Dave Davies from Talk SEO. We don't have very much time left, so we're going to talk really fast. Hey Dave, take it away. <laughs> um, there's just one more thing I wanted to uh, chat about. I'm going to post this link in there as well. Again, over at, uh, over at Web Pro News, a lot of the news I'm wanting to, or that I found most interesting is over there uh, today. So, um, Chris Crump was chatting, um, I guess, he was actually chatting yesterday, but um, about a new um, a new patent that Google's got, and I thought this this one really interests me. Um, and they've been granted the patent, and it is basically a mechanism or, or a patent that allows them the technology to um, help augment their search results based on the movement of a mouse across their screen. Um, you know, doing things like stick time, um, as, you know, where where the specific spots on the screen are that you're sticking, um, using such things as the hover over are you, you know, people tend to, you know, sort of use their mouse like an underliner, so what are you reading? Um, of course, this is only on Google Properties, but I thought, this, this did, is cool. Did you, did you hear that noise, Dave? That What's loud that? noise from San Diego? <laughs> that was, uh, that was Tim Ash's pants exploding. 
Um, I thought this was awesome. Now, um, Chris interviewed, yeah, none, none, none other. Who, uh, you know what I'm even going to ask? Who would you call if you wanted uh, some feedback on, on this patent? Tim Ash. No, oh, you know, uh, Bill Slosky, obviously. Uh, Chris called up Bill, uh, Bill Slosky, SEO by the Sea, um, you know, sort of patent guru guy. Um, I'm actually going to forward off. I, I love patents, so I'm super excited on this one because I just... Yeah, I do. I, I love patents. Um, I'm going to post in um, Bill's analysis of the patent, also into our uh, into our forum. Highly recommended reading, as with any of the major search engine uh, engine patents. Um, one thing that I see, though, when I'm when I'm reading this, and any one person's opinion is is I mean, it's, I don't know if there's a person more. That I, that I pay more attention to when he's analyzing patents than, than Bill. And yeah, Tim, no uh, you know, no it, because of this relates so closely to Tim. Um, it's so awesome. But um, I think it, it, the way Google is going to be viewing it, when uh, on the surface, um, when Bill was talking about it, he was putting it in context of, you know, are you hovering over an area? Are you reading specific area, uh, like a specific area of content in the search results, stuff like that? And of course, Google's going to you know, also move this over into their other properties, YouTube, stuff like that. One can only imagine. Um, but it was a funny thing because I, when I think about it, I go, okay, now if I'm, you know, using the mouse and sort of underlining and reading descriptions in a in a set of results. Now, if I hover over result number two and I'm sort of, you know, Google knows because I'm, you know, following along at a readable speed, Google knows that I'm reading this description in number two. Does that work in my favor? Maybe. But what if I read that, Google knows I've read it, but I don't click on it? So, so you end up with like the, the, my immediate thought on this, and I think, you know, Bill's too, although, you know, you can only cover so much in, in an analysis on a patent, and he, I'm sure he's in, in real life gone way out from there. Um, you know, on the surface, it appears that, yes, if you were hovering over something, then it's going to be better. Um, you know, that, that could certainly help things out, and the Google's going to use that to augment. But in real life, it, it may end up working against you, because if what you've written is poor, yeah, somebody may read it because you happen to be the number, whatever, two result. But if Google knows that they're actually reading it, but they're not clicking on it, you know, that could actually actually pose against you. But I, I think it's going to be really helpful, certainly in the personalization of results as well. I think it's. I think we're going to find this to be really advantageous. I think the biggest implementation will be on properties like um, YouTube and stuff like that and figuring out which banners get the, you know, hoverovers and, and stuff like that. I, I think it applies but, almost more to their now. advertising side. For now, that obviously brings back importance to the description tag. Google has uh, recently announced that it didn't really care about the description tag algorithmically any longer. But um, clearly, if you can interest somebody to read the little preci that comes under the link, if you can capture their eyeballs long enough and Google can see that they're actually reading that, then yeah, that's, uh, that, that, that's uh, good energy for your page. Um, well, indeed, and it's, it's a funny statement on Google's part to say we don't care about the description tag. Algorithmically, Okay, maybe they don't, but yes, they do, because if you have a good description, your click-through rate goes up. Google, we know they do care. You know, if, if you're appearing, are you clicked on? So indirectly, they always have, because they do count your click-through rates, so you need a good description tag to impact your click-through rates. Right. right? So, so they kind of always have. They just didn't actually factor you know, description as a meta tag into, the, into their algorithm. So We did it. We've done it. We're done. Whole hour. Um, been getting messages from the studio with decreasing amounts of time, and I think we're within the one minute. I, I think we might get it. We might get a little bit of injury time if uh, Brasco's kind to us, but 
Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's okay. I'll just take us out. Um, friends, this is, uh, you've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday the 15th. You can catch, you were catching this episode live, but if you didn't, you're probably listening to it on one of the podcasts at the webmasterradio.fm archives or at iTunes. Um, you may have been listening live over iTunes radio, but if you weren't, you can catch us in the iTunes archives or any fine podcast distribution service. Stay tuned. We've got some more great radio coming up here on Webmaster Radio on FM, and Dave and I will be back next week with Webcology. Be well, friends.